What's going on, y'all? Gazerine 2K back here with the Gusta Wind podcast with my trusty, dusty, and rusty co-host, Steuben. First of all, uh, Stu. D- f- first of all, Dusty, bro, get out of here. But you are rusty and crusty. Uh, I'm not crusty or rusty. Yeah, you, okay, all right, if you say all so. All right. Okay, all right, man. How are those uh, knees, I, man? I, they're knees not, and elbows, joints yeah, are bending yeah, well. Oh, yeah, they're, they're fine. They're not ashy like yours. Hey, easy. <laughs> Put some lotion on. Super, <laughs> what I missed this week, man. Tell me something good. Uh, well, uh, TO'd my first challenge of the season on Saturday. And mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, we got some smack to talk. Good old Jake Abrams from the Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast, came in. and he's That like, guy? He's like, oh, I didn't know this was stupid store. And that like Jake guy? Chuck, Chuck knew the entire time. Uh, but yeah, uh, ran a challenge, and he got top four, so he got a couple points. He took third, didn't he? Third place. I uh, can't remember the name of the person who won because they weren't wow. super you're, familiar. Your challenge, but you okay? Uh, one of our locals, Dante, got second place, and then fourth place was a dude that we saw the next day at the challenge that Emily and I went to, and M bubbled. Uh, three and one. There's something up with the with Tom now, though. Uh, it didn't. It doesn't make any sense what's going on. It happened at two different places at two different times. So I definitely want to gripe about that later on. But yeah, okay. for freaking Jake walking in and he's like, "Oh wow, I didn't know this was your store." Yep. Did you guys do like the Spider-Man pointing? Stupid. Yeah, no, we we, we, we fist bumped or whatever, and eventually he's like, "Let's oh, take okay. a selfie." And I was like, "All right, cool." So, yeah, I've seen that on a uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely got some stuff to talk about, man, because uh, I was trying to catch on some podcasts this weekend. This weekend, um, a lot of our locals went to a cup in um, Concord, which is in the Bay Area, which is about oh, two and a half, three yeah, hours away. Yeah, we'll save you that. Some we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, 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 let's save that. But, for... um, my stepdaughter rode out with them. I didn't go, so I stayed home. I was like, okay, I'm going to catch up on some podcasts. I haven't listened to anything. So first one, I, you know, I pop, pop up. It's like, oh, Triple P. I know uh, PJ was on there, and I messaged PJ last week, and I said, hey, PJ, I may have called you Disney, you know, in our podcast last week. And he said, Gazer is fine. He's on an upcoming podcast. You know, I picked picture you to win a fight. I'm like, oh, cool. What podcast is that? So, you know, it was Triple P, so I went and listened to it. Uh, had our boy PJ and, my, you know, my my bestie, Primetime mm-hmm. Wizard, Vaughn Show. That's my mm-hmm. best friend, man. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're besties. You say but, that, um, but okay. You made that man <laughs> eat. You, you made that man eat cardboard, dude. He resents you deep down inside. I did. You brought we, that we man had... to your house as a guest, and you forced him to eat cardboard <laughs> on stream in front of people. Look, it was a, a box battle, booster box battle. We, uh, everyone tied. And we, so we all basically bubbled. And I said, look, let's all just eat a, a piece of a card together. There's so no, we just all ate a card together, man. There's no, it does not sound like a very enjoyable experience. <laughs> it was a good time, though. But, um, oh, yeah. but yeah, so, so I'm listening to the Triple P podcast, and... Why, why does Jake hate me? I don't think he hates you. Are you sure? Because he sits there and he says, you know, this is this is the first time ever we've had two guests on, you know, on this podcast. We have Primetime Wizard and, and we have uh, PJ. Uh, t- two guests, first time ever. I'm like, so what What are, what are we? What were you? We, what are we, you and I? No, we, we were classified as one guest since it was like a podcast <laughs> crossover episode. So, but then, but so, then I, okay. saw, I saw Chuck's reply to you uh, on Twitter, and he was just like, I, I just went with it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Chuck's like, I remember it. I just went with it. I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't think that's right, but okay. 
And I said I wish Chuck would. I said I wish Stephen would back me up the way Chuck backs up Jake. But that's cool though. It's fine still. Never gonna happen. If man. I said something like that, you would just correct me. You like, oh, Gazer, that's horribly incorrect. You're dumb. Well, I don't want you scamming our listeners any more than you already have. <laughs> Scams. So. But, <laughs> but now my weekend was pretty chill, man. Um, played locally at a couple places. One one local. Um, mm-hmm. I brought Gujra back, man. Brought Gujra back out. And I won one with it. And uh. Played around a little bit more, just uh, just for chill weekend. But yeah, my stepdaughter went to that cup. I'll talk. I'll talk about that cup later. But uh, you ran a cup. You went to a cup. Chal- ran a challenge. Ran a challenge. Played ran a in a challenge. challenge. Yes, played in a challenge. In, yeah, went to a challenge. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, man. Cups and challenges are back. They're in full effect. They're here. Mm-hmm. They are. They in are fact. here. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I've seen awesome things and I've seen bad things all over social media this past weekend. Oh yeah, man. I um like I said, the one here in uh in the Bay Area, it's I got some horror stories to tell. I didn't go, but my stepdaughter told me and all our you know, we had like six I locals saw there, six or seven. So and I'm sure you've seen posts. Yes. I saw so much from multiple people. It was wild, man. With these cups and challenges going on, man, I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to get the most points and you know, because new seasons in effect for a lot of people. Some people are, you know, gearing up for worlds, but you know, a lot of us are getting ready for, you know, the next season. We don't even know where it's gonna be next year, but we're trying to punch our ticket to it man so i mean mm-hmm, cups mm-hmm. challenges we need more regionals though we only have like what five announced i feel like the full the full drop won't happen until like later in august after, after worlds, worlds right? most yeah. likely yeah or they'll give out information at worlds which during would be worlds. weird but different but okay i'm well cool they'll probably that. announce where world worlds will be for next year they always do worlds, that's right? that's tradition yeah, that that's that. tradition that's they always answer. announce some sort of new game mechanic or whatever mm-hmm. for every every franchise piece and then drop the information on where the next worlds is going to be so yeah, I remember one time. I don't think uh, I don't think there was worlds, but it was that year when everything was shut down, and they just out of nowhere just announced uh, Shadow Rider Cali Rex, and that blew my mind. I was like, "What? You can attach energy and draw a card? What? And, and what now, is this? You can't do that." And, and now we read it, and it's so mid. Yeah, it was like, good for like one or two sets. It was mm-hmm. it was good. It, yeah, and then Mew came out and said, "Watch me be fast. I can go faster." But now with all these cups and cha- challenges going on, man, I'm trying to get some more regional, trying to get some points. I need advice. Because I can't figure out how to. I last my last season, my first season, I only picked up 110 points, man, which is okay if I'm not trying to go anywhere. But I'm trying to, you know, be a big boy. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to win more cups, win challenges, uh, win regionals, like maybe even back to back regionals. I wish we had like a back to back regional winner who's like going to worlds, you know, who's, you know, in the hunt for top 16 points this last year. Just someone who could talk to and get advice from and just, I just, oh, I just wish we had, oh, man. Well, luckily for you. Uh, and I, I, I'm sorry he, he does this. He plays Blues Clues with everybody. We are joined by Andrew Hedrick, two-time back-to-back. Well, not two-time, but one-time back-to-back. Well, back-to-back. Or the two-time regional champion. What's going on? Welcome on in. Thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Yeah, Gazer uh, likes to play uh, Blues, Blues Clues. clues it's, look, it's, look, I imagine, look I'm, I imagine there's a listener somewhere who didn't read the title. They just pressed the, press the play button and like, well, who's today's guest? And this is a good lead up to it. You know, they go into a blind man. I feel like it's a good lead up to it. I feel like it was a pretty good introduction. I, I See, feel, I feel like though, you know, we put everyone's freaking name in the title, dude. <laughs> I'm just, it's someone who just who knew gets to win. They just press the button. They don't read the title. They just like, hey, knew gets to win. I, there might be two people. See, this and, is and one of them is you. <laughs> I forget who we recorded last week. Let me press the button. Who is this? But no, Andrew, appreciate you joining us, man. I talked to you, um, well, I tried to talk to you last week, and you left me on on Unseen for like a month. 
It's, it's only like a few days, right? <laughs> I don't remember I, what it yeah, was. I, I, I messaged Steuben. I, I was like, Steuben, I, I haven't heard from him. I don't know where he is. Maybe he vanished. He might be in, he might be in Japan already. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Not the most diligent checking my Twitter DM. <laughs> hey, man, you're, getting, you're, uh, you're making a name for yourself. You got to check all your DMs now, man. Twitter, Discord, everything now. You're like a guy now. I try. Same thing I had to tell Calvin Connor when I was in uh, when I met him in San Diego, because I you know I would talk to him on here and everything. We had him on the podcast before. But I finally met him in San Diego. There's a few people like Gazer. I think that's Calvin Connor. I'm like that is Calvin Connor. Oh man, I just wish I could just go talk to him. Then go talk to come on, let's go talk to him. And people, you don't know, want his autograph. They want to shake his hand, ask him a few questions. Like, hey man, you coached me before, and I don't know if you know me. He was he was just like, okay, you know, kind of just oblivious. Like Cal, you're a guy now. You have to be a guy. Go, go be people. Now you're so a Andrew, man. A man. You're man, a man. man. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, you're a man, man. So you got to check all your all your messages now. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to be better about that. <laughs> it's You dodged you dodged kind of a bullet with a gazer, though, because he's always Chill. asking too much from everybody for something. So. <laughs> Did I miss it out on the last pod? Was it good? Well, uh, we uh, we had uh, Shemansky on. What's his face? Very insightful. Uh, so. That one dude. Um, he's all right. What's his name? Uh Adam, Adam Shemansky, Alex, bro. I, he's, he's trying to like bait me into like getting angry. It works. I don't know how it works, <laughs> but it works. You're going to make me turn into that. What was the, the, the old YouTube video? I uh, remember boogie, uh, whatever numbers he had. And he did the magic, the gathering table flip. You're going to turn me into him. Oh, I'm going to flip ah! my freaking desk, bro. And just. Knock over the mic camera. Record, yeah, no, everything's Gazer. broken. Recording's done, and that's the that's the whole episode. <laughs> but no, um, Andrew, appreciate you joining us, man. It was a it was a wild, wild duck duck goose chase. But hey, you're here, you're on here, man. Um, please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, how long you've been playing, um, just your your everything. Fill us in. Yeah, so I've been playing since I was pretty young. Maybe like, I was definitely playing when I was in juniors. Um, definitely wasn't very good. Just went to some like local <laughs> stuff. Um, I think I started playing around when Black and White came out, actually, and you know I didn't really know how to how to do anything. I would just kind of play my cards, try to learn how the game worked. After um, my dad actually tr- wanted me to play after I started like collecting the cards, he's trying to get me to learn how to play the game. And so wait, wait time out. Your dad was on board with you playing. He wasn't just like uh, I don't know what the boys doing in there. He's getting getting those Pokemon cards. Your dad was like, hey son, let's learn how to play this. Let's go to a card shop and yeah, yeah, really? yeah. He, he like bought some cards himself, and he was he was trying to get me to play yeah. against him and stuff. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how I started getting into it at the beginning. Okay. We're just like, no, Dad, these are cool. I want to. I don't want to play them. I want to hold on to them. Yeah, me, cool, me and my Dad. friends like all just like in grade school. I just wanted to collect them and stuff and trade them with each other. But we didn't. None of us really know how to actually play the game. And look at you now. That's what's up, man. I wish there would be more people who'd like as a family get into it and play. And there's, there's just there's so many people that just buy cards just to rip packs or whatever, and then like forget about it or whatever. And I, no, I'm not like throwing shade at collectors or whatever, but just like all the casuals, it's like, oh, cool, I'll buy a pack of cards at the grocery store when we're all done here, and then they'll forget about it. But you know, maybe someday they'll find those cards and it'll rekindle some sort of like flame to want to play the game. Yeah, I feel like that's how oh, most yeah. people start, just like buying the cards. But then, yeah, if you if you start playing with them, that's definitely really fun. Mm-hmm. We've had a few people uh, turn collector into player, and they just like learn a whole new appreciation for everything after a while. Mm-hmm. We have a couple locals who uh, went went that route. They were collectors, and then they eventually started playing. And now they're like, "I want to play more. How do I play? Where's, where's the more cups? Where challenges?" So you know, everyone's getting on board. So it's this Poke Bubble 
Excuse me, you said it was going to burst. And I guess it burst, you know, financially, price-wise. But uh, I feel like uh, everything else is just expanding bigger and bigger. Locals is definitely helping that, too. With yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of people get into the game. Yeah. But, yeah, so you started playing when you were a junior. Yeah. And then you played in the senior bracket, and now you're a big boy. Uh, what's that been like for you so far? Uh, yeah, so, like, I, I played in juniors. I went to Worlds. and I mean, and then in seniors, I went to Worlds in 2019 in D.C., did not make day two, was still not great at the game, but, you know, a little bit better than I was. And then I kind of quit for like, you know, maybe six months or something until COVID happened. Um, and then one of my friends was like talking about the Limitless qualifiers, like the first online tournaments, like that were really happening. And he's like, hey, you know, we should play in these. So yeah, he told me, uh, he told me about Baby Blacephalon. I started picking up that deck, playing it a bunch on ladder um, and then played it in the Limitless qualifiers. And that kind of got me back into playing Pokemon again. During COVID, I would I would try to like play a bunch of online tournaments and stuff. Um, once there sort of being more of those, and then that definitely helped me get better. And we as in we went to and then I was in Masters at the tournaments, which I hadn't really I had not gone to a Masters regional ever. So then coming back from COVID, I had to do that, and it was de- I was definitely a little bit nervous playing in Masters. You know, a lot bigger regionals, um, a lot of really mm-hmm. good players, but it's all worked out from there pretty much. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you had those three placements on those uh, online events with Blacephalon. And that, I wish we had something like that in the format right now, honestly. That'd be such a fun deck to play all like over. Like right again. around, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, you yeah. like right out of the gate, you got 21st at Indy uh, with the uh, the regionals back in. So definitely a confidence booster there, too. Yeah, that, that was my first regional in matchings i was really stressed going i was playing so many games like playing a bunch of online tournaments playing mm-hmm. against friends with my deck trying to get ready and when, when i made it into day two um i actually beat rahul in round eight to lock up my spot in day two and that was like after oh, that i was a lot more confident for sure oh yeah unless you know like, you're there you're just yeah. like hey i made it i mean he, yeah. he's, he's been around forever uh so his name's really well known and to be able to like do mm-hmm. that and snowball from it definitely a cool thing uh to see happen for sure Plus, just based off the intimidation factor, I mean, that dude is is yoked. I would have sat down across from him, probably just you know grabbed my cards and left. But I mean, the fact you sat there and played him, you're brave. Yeah. So now this season, uh, you've been on an absolute tear. Uh, you had the back to back regional wins. You got first place in uh, Puerto Rico, and uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then you've just you've basically made day two at almost every event you've played at. So insane amount of funds you've generated this year too to help with that. But also now you're in the pocket of DDG. Uh, you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, shout out to DDG. Um, definitely helped me out and really good team. And it's been fun to be a part of that team and also get to write articles to that team. So that's been really good, really good experience. When that uh, started to come back around, uh, how long did you know it was gonna be a thing before it was publicly announced? So I was, I, I was like the last edition to it. Um, I think it was gonna go public pretty soon, and I wasn't supposed to be on the team. But after I won Knoxville, um, they re- reached out to me, a few people on the team, and were asking Dang. me about joining. So. They're like, back to <laughs> so back, they, we better, so we better get this dude on here. No, they said he won one. I, I don't know, man. One, uh, maybe. But two. Two? Well, I like all right, give that. him a call. Yeah, all right, yeah. so we'll give him a call then. <laughs> we're, we're in the second one, definitely. Help my case a little bit. <laughs> I mean, before that, you had a fifth place finish uh, with a Peoria. 
And I'm um, looking yeah. at your limitless right here. Uh, you've like like Steven said, you basically day two in almost anything you played in. Um, you also came out to Fresno. You're from you're not from California. What were you doing out in Fresno? Yeah, so at the end of the year, I was booking a bunch of flights to events. Like I booked Bogota, I booked Hartford. Um, just trying to go to as many events as I could to try to get top sixteen in North America after I'd won the couple of regionals. Like to start the season, I really wasn't trying. I didn't go to LAIC or OCIC. I wasn't going for top 16. And then after I won the regionals, then I had to try. So I had to go to a bunch of more events to try to get it. Um, especially after I missed points at EUIC. So then I was booking like everything after that, you know, <laughs> I booked a special event, booked a bunch of regionals. Um, Cause I was able to find a flight to Fresno for only like $350, which out of Des Moines is not terrible. Des Moines, Iowa. Um, Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Yep, Fresno. So. I don't know if you're aware of this, Andrew. I'm funny, you know, small world. I'm from Fresno, California. And um, yeah. we happened to meet up in Fresno. Remember, remember that day? Played basketball, right? We, we played some basketball. We played some basketball. You, me, um, Cal, Dre, and uh, Aiden. And on, uh, who else was there? Um, a couple other people were there. But, yeah, you are a lot faster than I thought you were. Yeah, not the best basketball player, but I was I was trying to hang in there. You got a little quickness on you. You know, I, um, I had to do Aiden in, you know, a little rough. Had to score like six points on him real quick, and then uh, Dre finished it off. But it was it was a good, it was some fun time. It was just hot. It was hot, it was not hot. as hot as it is now. Now it's like you know hundred you know hundred degree weather here now. But at the time it was warm. But yeah, when I saw it, it was like I recognized like, hey, you're a you're the Andrew guy. You're the you're the, the two time winner guy. I recognize you, and you and Aiden recognized me, which was you know that said something. To me. I was like, oh, they know who I am too. So that was cool. But no, it was nice to meet you. And I talked to you at Fresno. I said, hey, you know, I'm probably gonna try to hit you up for a podcast pretty soon. And you, you said you were down. So here we are a month later, and we're making it happen. But yeah, you went on that point, Chase. You had booked everything afterwards. Where'd you finish up? Oh, um, I finished, I think, 11th in North America. So I did get into top 16. So mm-hmm. a, a, a lot of stress went away. I needed to get points at NAIC. And once I, uh, once I knew I was going to get points at NAIC, I wasn't too worried anymore once I got the fifth win. So I was feeling mm-hmm. pretty good about that. Yeah, congrats on the, the season, man. Uh, that's That's a beast that... Not everybody can uh, put the effort into the uh, the amount of time and dedication needed for all that kind of grinding. It's uh, well, next when I level. missed points at UIC, so I only had one international I could get points at. I was pretty pretty worried about it. Mm-hmm. It lit a fire up under you, and you're like, "All right, cool, let's run with it." So now we'll shift into our like weird icebreaker segment. This is the six prize turn. Gazer and I are going to go back and forth and ask you rapid fire questions. Uh, they may or may not be Pokemon related. They could be anything. So mm-hmm. any questions? And it's your job to answer yes. as quick as you can. Just first thing that comes to mind, bow, splat it out. Just say it, whatever it is. Uh, Do you have any questions before we start this? I'm good. I'm ready. All right. Was Gazer. that your first question, Subin? No, no, no. Gazer, you have, it's your turn this week to go first. Cause I went first last okay. week. Okay. Um, Favorite meta deck right now? Oh, probably has to be Lost Box. Fair enough. Okay, I enjoy that deck as well. What's your favorite snack? Oh, dang it, stupid! I think I gotta go with Lay's potato chips. Dang it, stupid! One of my questions will be, "What's your favorite chip?" Literally. Well, I mean, try again, Gazer. <laughs> that was gonna be. That was literally one of my favorite. One of my questions. What's your favorite chip? Okay, what's your favorite cookie? Oh. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go with the classic chocolate chip cookies. They're pretty good. It's a classic. Tried and true. 
favorite season? It either has to be fall or spring. I think I'm going to go with fall. I really like football, and so uh, football being gone in the fall is pretty big. And the weather in the fall is a lot nicer than the summers mm-hmm. in Iowa. Oh, yeah. Hot. Who's your favorite football team? This isn't the question. I'm just an add-on question. Um, in NFL, it's Chicago Bears. Uh, I also really like Iowa, University of Iowa sports, so Iowa Hawkeyes and for college. College is fine, but the Bears, oh, man, that's – I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, my final know, question. This year, bro, Justin Fields is making that leap this year. Trust me. You guys heard it here first. Andrew Hedrick is betting his Pokemon career on the Chicago Bears. He said it. You heard him. <laughs> all right, my last question. Oh, so betting his career on Justin Fields. Not the Bears and not the Bears are all, just on Fields. I'm going on this one player. He's going to carry us. I mean, hey, if out of all sports, I think – Football is the one the one position that can be carry carry a team. You know the quarterback. Yeah. If you have a good quarterback, you can carry a whole team. So yeah, maybe. Hey, maybe. All right. My final question. Um, what was my question? It was favorite. Oh, favorite generation of Pokemon. I think I'm gonna have to go with Gen Five. That my first game was Black Two. Um, Oh, Gazer so. hates Gazer hates Gen Five. You just delivered the killing blow. Congratulations! Yeah, I can't help. That was the first game I played. Uh, I think in like third grade, I got that for Christmas, and so. Bro, we uh, were vibing. We were like going back and forth. We were like bow, bow, boom, boom. We were vibing. Well, I was feeling you, and then. Come on, man! Gen Five has so many poorly designed Pokemon. Bro, I mean, Trubbish. It, it, the Trubbish isn't great. Garbodor. All right, final question. Favorite music artist? It could be a band, a singer, uh, whatever. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I really have a favorite music artist. Um, I like a lot of music from the, like, pop music from the early 2010s. I really like, but I don't know if I really have a favorite artist. Okay. Uh, Name a song. Give me a song. Yeah, give me a song. How, about a song. A fa- how about a favorite song, then? Yeah. Um, early 2010s. Glad You Came by The Wanted. Okay. Okay, yeah, I know that song. I know that song. Song's all right. It's you look like a, look like one of those like a, what group is that? The Shut Up and Dance with Me. Don't you dare look back. Keep your eyes on me. You look like that. Like look like you're like at the, uh, the middle school dance. You know, you just no. That song's that was good too, bro. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that was the sixth prize turn. Um, Andrew, you stumbled a little bit on that last one. You know, you didn't. You you, you maybe got five prizes. You didn't get all six in one turn. Uh, so I mean, hey, you know, you rapid striked. You did, you know, you had a GMAX rapid flow, and you only picked up five prizes, man. Yeah, with, no, with, no. I whipped knockout at the end. Bro. Yeah. I was trying to go for that yoga loop play, but couldn't put it together. <laughs> you, were, you, you were one damage counter short. Sorry. Oh, oh man. Prize the Zigzagoon, bro. Oh, I miss Zigzagoon. Yeah. Now we have Halucha. Ugh, Halucha is so bad compared to. <laughs> it's not as good. Sadly, you would think two damage counters is better than one, but the fact that you can't touch the active is just can't touch the active, and then scoop up net just mm-hmm. oh, it, it hurts so many so many decks nowadays. Yeah, Maybe to reprint that's... a scoop up net, like you know that's uh doesn't you know that doesn't work on rule box Pokemon something like that. I don't know, Andrew. This was your first full complete season being a big boy now, right? Being a master, yeah. correct? Um, talk to us about that. Like, what was any challenges? What was that like? Was there anything like? You didn't expect or you, you felt like you were prepared, underprepared? 
Yeah, well, I definitely did not expect to try to go for top 16. I was mostly just trying to get my invite, a first year of college, um, just trying to go for my invite. And then I managed to get top eight at Peoria, my first regional, which I was feeling pretty good about still getting my invite then, but um, after I had those points in the bank, but definitely was not planning to go for top 16. Um, missed day two at Arlington, which was my second regional of the year. And definitely wasn't feeling super good about it, but then managed to Lugia, <laughs> kind of go on a tear with Lugia. and that really Bounce back a little bit. You were fine. Yeah. yeah well, I wasn't you... super happy about my, in Arlington. I, I tied three times in day one, 5-1-3 with Lugia. But I really hadn't had time to test for Lugia because it was like, I had like my finals ended Thursday night. And then I had to drive to Arlington like 12 hours Friday and then play <laughs> Saturday. So only, only like, I tested in the car. I wasn't the one driving. That was about my... My testing for the region. I was playing on ladder in the car. Long car rides, honestly, like you need time afterwards to kind of like get back in the the swing of things there, because it's just mm-hmm. oh man, and even like six hours is okay. Eight, nine, nah, man, I'm gonna need like eight or nine hours to chill out and relax afterwards, being all cooped up in a car. Yeah, um, I'm heading out to Vegas this weekend, and wifey and I are gonna drive. So that's six hours. That's fine. We could do that. Um. A couple, not a couple, but maybe five years ago, I made a trip for uh, the coach basketball. And I made the trip from California to uh, Oregon. That 12-hour drive, it, the scene, the scenery was nice. You know, Oregon's full of green stuff because, you know, all the rain they get. You know, everything's green, mountainsides and flowers and wildlife. But it, it, 12 hours of ride is just too much. When, when we went to Portland for uh, this regional, a lot of us flew out there. So I get that. I can see why you didn't do so well at Arlington now. That's just too long of a car ride, man. I had a, I think, an even longer car ride to Knoxville. So, never mind. You you defied defied laws. Okay, it's an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and look at all my results now and see if the car rides are correlated to the results or not. Interesting superstition not dri- to think about. You're not driving to uh, Japan, are you, Yokohama? <laughs> Bro, you can't. Uh, I don't have a car that can work on water, so we're not gonna be doing that. Right. <laughs> okay, good. So okay, it won't be that bad then. Okay, you'll be fine. I mean, I think I'd rather drive than fly. Like, it's, like, it's going to be like a 12-hour flight. I do not think that's going to be fun. I think a 12-hour drive is a lot nicer. Man, a, a lot of our locals here in Fresno are trying to fly out to Pittsburgh for the regional that's coming up. Yeah. And from Fresno to straight up to Pittsburgh, you know, the red flight, like seven hours. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that, fellas. I might have to fly out from L.A. It's seven hours from Fresno to Pittsburgh. But if I fly out from L.A. or from Vegas, it's like four hours. So... I don't know about that. But yeah, that's seven that, hours plus the, uh, the three hour time zone difference hits you in the face when you land. You're like, wait a minute, what time is it? Why is it Where so late? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the time zones can mess you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually okay from uh, coming from Fresno to Ohio, Columbus for the NAIC. And even coming back, I was okay. And I had to drive back because uh, Dre was hungover. <laughs> he was hungover all day. So I had to drive back. I just exposed Dre. He might he might get mad at me, but who cares? But um, I drove back and got halfway there about three hours. And I woke up to the other guy who was riding. Once said, "Hey man, it's your turn." I said, "I got, I, I got here. I got halfway here. Get us home." And he got us there. But yeah, those time zones can be tricky. I was okay though. Assuming you warned me about them, but I was okay. Yeah, it, it's not that bad. But like, when you come back and forth like in such a short amount of time, like you lose you lose it in your head and like. 
I don't know, because like we all have what is it called the circadian rhythm or whatever, technically, like where your your mind is like Arcanian programmed rhythm. to like the sun, the times, and like three that's hour difference. And, okay, that's I've had enough of you. Now, Gazer, you said you were going to to Vegas this weekend. Is there any specific reason as to why? Oh, just no, just a little getaway for the wife and myself. Going to go out there uh, Friday, stay there till about Monday. While I'm there, I, I actually am going to be participating in the um uh, in this uh, uh, tournament going on at a uh, what's the place. Uh, what's the gaming store out there, Sue? I'm lost for words. Uh, mm, it happens to be Dark Side Games, am I right? Dark Side Games, yes. Dark Side Games, Las Vegas, Nevada. This podcast, if you guys aren't unaware, is sponsored by Dark Side Games, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, head over to darksidegames.com and use Gus to win. Use GOW10 at checkout to save 10% on your on your, uh, on your your order. There's something going on this weekend that I'll be there. Sue, you want to take it away with that one? Yeah, there is a $3,000 cash tournament Saturday, July 22nd. That's this coming Saturday. There is a massive 128-player cap to get in here. Registration can be signed up for online. Also, of course, you know, go go bully Gazer in person if you're going to be there and uh, win some money. Well, I'm not actually participating in the tournament, Sue. So. I, I didn't say beat you in the tournament i just said beat up on you there's a difference i know but i'm just i'm just letting me know i'm not participating in the tournament i'll actually be casting it with our dear friend pokey emmy there you go but yeah shout out to them for sponsoring the podcast gazer uh, i hope they give you like a, a four out of ten this time for you got a good effort to last week but yeah no nah, i you didn't let me segue. You just I, you segue. Your segues are rough, bro. Let no, me segue. I, no, I, I wanted to do it a little bit sooner when you mentioned it at the first place, but then you just kept talking. You didn't pause. Yeah, because I, I, I figured that. I was like, no, let's just keep going. We're going to bring mm. it up midway through the podcast. We're not midway through the podcast yet. Yeah. We haven't even gotten into Andrew's career and what's on his mind and what he had for dinner yet. I, Okay, totally. But yeah, thank that's you, all, That's one of our podcast for, questions. Okay. Thank you, Darkside, for sponsoring this podcast, sending us product and hooking us up. So please use that code if you're listening. Check out the website. Buy singles. The boys have been stocking a lot of bangers from what I've seen over on the Twitter account. So follow them over on Twitter as well. Links, as always, will be down in the show notes. So support them. Support us in turn. G-O-W-10 at checkout. Save 10% off. Support the podcast. Support Darkside Games. Just all the support. Thank you for repeating everything I just said twice. And I just repeated everything that Subin said twice. So you guys keep listening. Appreciate you guys. And that was the end of Gazer Beam 2K. I'm going to go ahead and mute him permanently. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Permanently. I mean, you did that one time and I, I didn't like it. It upset yeah, me. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Subin, we have a guest, man. Get back to Andrew, man. We're ignoring our guests. We're not ignoring him. He's goofing <laughs> off with us. Come uh, on. I'm listening, bro. Yeah. I'm shooting <laughs> Like I said, Andrew, like I told you from, from the beginning, man, this is not your uh, your granddaddy's podcast, man. We do things a little different here. We are kind of wacky, silly, goofy. We're some weirdos over here. You're not, not the most serious discussions going on. No, no. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. He says that now, but we never we never do. <laughs> we never do. But no, we were talking about your TC, your TCG season, first time as a master. Um you got those back-to-back regional wins, and it kind of just took you by surprise. You said, well, shoot, let's make this push for a top 16. You know, um, Explain that to me. Explain the first regional win and exp- walk us through the second one and just the, the anticipation, the, the anxiousness, just every emotion you were feeling at that time, if you can recall all those. Yes, yeah, so um, I guess going into Orlando, um, I definitely tested a little bit more than I had for Arlington, so I was definitely feeling a little bit better. Um, 
still didn't exactly know what I was going to play. Uh, well, I knew I was going to play Lugia. I didn't know my list I was going to play. But um, mm-hmm. talked to some friends, hammered out a list together, um, and went went with it. Um, I managed to finish day one, eight and one, which was definitely pretty good going into day two. Always, if, if you can get a good record at the end of day one, you have a much better chance. So don't have to go like anything crazy like 6-0 in day two, which is pretty good because stuff day two uh, kind of got destroyed by Azul uh, round 10. So that wasn't great. But after that, I managed to win a few tie. Like I, so then I naturally I was eleven two, but eleven two two is not safe at Orlando because there were so many people. So, but I naturally tied round eleven, and then, I mean, sorry, round fourteen. Naturally tied round fourteen to get to eleven, two and one, and then round fifteen, okay. um, hit Nick Moffat. He asked to ID because his resistance was really good. Mine wasn't great, so I declined the ID. Um, then. We, and we had, then we had to play on stream. He won game one. It was like a thirty-something minute game one. So I was I wasn't feeling great anymore. Go to game two. I'm throwing down my cards as fast as I can. Try to finish game two just to try to squeak out a tie. Managed to win like in time on my last turn. Get the so I, then I just then I get the tie. I didn't even think I'd be in top eight because my resistance wasn't great. But I ended up bubbling in eighth seed somehow. Even with like forty-something percent resistance, there were still somehow two people that finished. With works resistance on eleven two two, so I got. Must had a couple people. They, a couple of their opponents must have dropped or something. Something must have happened. I don't know. I was. Something I was went not crazy. expecting to top eight. I was like, I thought I was out of the tournament. Um, then top eight hit Reagan, Lugia Mir, beat him. Uh, top four, I hit Moffat again, and we played on stream <laughs> again, and we had a really good set. Um, I think it. Was, I think it went like the full seventy five minutes almost. Um, he was playing Raikou Rayquaza, and actually, so I was playing wash water energy in my deck when that that's really good in that matchup if you put that on your mana fee the, and moffat didn't play boss i don't think so he couldn't even um like he had no way to hit my so mana fee's just chilling and yeah, yeah, yeah right just can't even mana touch mana the bench so that that definitely helped that matchup managed to take the set in three games and then hit bradner in finals got a little bit lucky in finals for sure but um Managed to close that one out. I wasn't even that nervous, I would say, in Top Cut. I'm usually more nervous just, like, waiting for my games. But, like, especially between Top 4 and Finals, I had no time to wait because my set was, like, went to the time limit. Then after I finished, they're, like, two minutes for starting Finals. So, didn't have much time <laughs> to get anxious. Just had to go right back into my next match. And just roll with it, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely a lot more nervous just waiting for them. Waiting for the matches. Yeah, because you have time to have anxiety and like thoughts or whatever in between, and like when you don't have time to think, you just just go and don't have to worry about anything. So yeah. it makes, when, when makes you sense. have to think about your actions, you don't have time to be time to mm-hmm. be anxious. You just have mm-hmm. to be thinking about what what the best play you can make is to close up the game. You know, especially like when when it's all on the line in the finals for the big difference and uh, the prize money and everything too. So massive. So you you take this first regional. Uh, how do you feel? Clearly, top of the world, right? Like, king of the castle, I have a chair, I have a chair kind of situation. Yeah, I, I was really surprised, like, to win that regional. But I was definitely feeling pretty good, pretty good after it. Feeling pretty proud of my result, but definitely was not expecting to, to go to Knoxville. Actually, I wasn't like I wasn't even expecting to go to Knoxville. I did not have it booked at all. Um, and then after I won Orlando, like, they, RK9 reopened registration like the Monday before the event. Mm-hmm. And I think like only like thirty slots maybe or something, but so then I get on at the time, register. Why not? Huh? My my friends like I have an extra spot in my car if you want to come. So 
You're like, sure, why not? I mean, it's not like I'm going to win it all or anything, but sure, pick up a few points. Why not? Yeah. Um, so, decided to go to that one and managed to run it back. This one, I kind of, I think I started like 11 at this one, maybe. So, it wasn't quite as stressful at the end of Swiss, at least. But I actually, uh, I scooped to my round 15 opponent, Piper, to try to put her on the other side of the bracket as me because she was playing Articuno and Teleon. Like with Palkia, like the, and I was playing Lugia with no switch out, so I put her on the other side of the bracket by scooping to her. Cause so I was in a position where it didn't even matter then. So yeah, the Articuno yeah. can definitely swing that in their favor. So paralyzed and can't move. Without paralyzed and can't move. Is not great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, giving putting in uh, an opponent like into top cut. Is definitely something that a lot of people think about uh, in the grand scheme of things. They just like try to get as high as they can in the in the standings with better resistance. But being able to like get a good or a bad matchup moved around in the bracket, yeah. uh, it's definitely a deeper thought process for most it players is. to even consider. And it can be so confusing. Mm -hmm. So I could have, yeah, I was definitely not going to ID with her. I could have tried to beat her, but then I didn't know. Like if she bubbled in after I beat her then she would be eight seed and I would be hitting her in round one of cut. So I didn't want to take that risk. I was like, I don't think it's pretty likely that we would both end up in finals. So yeah. So given like, scooping it up, basically just bumps you down a peg or two and still bumps, gets them in where they need to be yeah. to where you can dodge them completely. Yeah. I think at point I said like the two and three seeds or something. So we can, mm -hmm. until... we know maybe it was, was like that one three. I think I was one and she was three and that meant we couldn't kind of hit until finals. What if that backfired and you finished like second and she finished seventh or something? I'm pretty sure, like based on the standings, it was like guaranteed to to work. Okay, out. good, good. And now, see, I have to learn how to read standings like that. My first uh, big—it's not even that big. It was a—it was a cup last season, and it was like maybe fifty some odd people. And I was going in the top eight. I was the number one seed, and we were finishing our last round. And I was talking to my buddy. He said, "Hey, Gazer, don't play it out. Just scoop." They said that should bump your worst matchup to, you know, to the other side. And I'm like, no, I'm going to play it out. Well, no, no, they said play it out. And they said, even if you lose, it should, you know, keep you from, you know, hitting your worst matchup, which was uh, Gabe Smart. And he was playing Guardian. I was playing Kudra. And I was like, no, I'm just going to, something to just ID to make sure I get in there. I don't, you know, I don't take it. I said, you know, let the ships fall where they may. I ID'd, I took the number one seed, and then there was Gabe Smart, number eight. Knocked me right out of it. I, I couldn't handle his Guardian. Because, I mean, I was ready for one Zacian. He had two Zacian at the time. No one's playing two Zacian at that time. It was the first like two weeks of Guardi being out. Two Zashian? But um, yeah, if I had, you know, read my you know, my uh read read the paper better, you know, understood it better, I would have probably figured out a different way to dodge him until at least till the finals. Had a yeah, deeper it, run. It, it, but it really yeah, it's, it can be complicated. complicated. Yeah. Figure it out. It's really hard. Because we looked at it, we studied, I was like, I said, no, I said, even if I scoop or ID, I said either way I'm gonna finish either one or two. You know, if I scoop, I finish two. If I ID, I finish one. I said Gabe will have to either, you know, ID or lose to drop all the way down. I said, no, nah, that's fine. And he did ID. I thought he was going to try to play it out to go higher, but he ID'd, and then there it was. So, yeah, I, I understand why you did that. But um, so you you dodged Piper on that bracket. So who who ended up playing in top eight then? Um, I hit Shamansky in top eight. He's oh, Adam, yeah. Uh, Alex, yeah, but I, not uh, Adam. So I, was, I just had to put Dunsparce in for this tournament uh, because of Vigabolt into my deck. Really? So that yeah, I don't think. I didn't think Dunsparce was that great against Reggie's. I felt like that matchup a lot of times came down to the opening turns anyway. And putting it's really hard to also have the bench space to bench Manaphy and Dunsparce and your Archeops and Pumpkaboo to bump their path. Like 
it, it can get really hard size. Like, it helps a little bit, but it was more because I thought a lot of people were going to play Vikavolt to this event. And I was, I think I hit like a couple Vikavolt. So I think I'd say it ended up working out um, mm -hmm. with that. And in one of the games, I summoning starred back my Dunsparce to, in like one Archeos and my Dunsparce. And then that basically checkmated him. So that was pretty pretty cool to get to do that um, uh, yeah I, I don't think i've ever heard anyone say they've <laughs> summoning star done i think that was one of the only times i've ever done it's, that i think hey, the it's any colorless pokemon it's, it's any colorless so no, I, mean, I mean it is it, it is it's that's right that's a really awesome i, had, I did it with make. the anguru one time i was like come here anguru i need you so i, I think he was playing aerodactyl right um, yeah so that game he didn't get aerodactyl out the next game he did get aerodactyl out but somehow i managed to piece together the game i think like I hit back-to-back -back double turbo attachments to, like, manually power up a Lugia and, like, knock something out. And then he ran out of resources, I think. It was a really Ooh. weird game. Um, but I was able to take him down. Then I faced off against Rahul. He was playing, he was playing Reggie's. Um, I think that, that set was really weird as well. Um, managed to take him down. I think game three, like, he had a bunch of supporters in his hand that I marnied to the bottom. And then he kind of started just bricking after that. Oof, so Yeah, yep, that'll do it. Yeah. I think like I think I saw him like Ultra Ball away of research, and I was like, okay, I think I should Marnie you. You probably have some supporters in hand, and then didn't have the yeah. best shot after that. And Gifon is just tossing research and supporters. You know, they got something nice coming up to you know up their sleeve. Yeah, hit Salazar in finals playing E Turn the third time I had hit him that tournament. So we already played a lot of games against each other. I beat him last round of day one. Well, wait, wait, that was the third time you hit Brandon. Not yeah, the, not yeah. E Turn, but Brand specifically Brandon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hit in the last round of day one, and then I hit him again in day two. Um, I think I was already locked for cut when I hit him in day two. I was trying to go like 15-0 and 0 or something at this. I was trying to go undefeated, but he, he beat me there. It wasn't super stressful. Like I was like, you got it, bro. I'm, I'm happy for you to be in cut because I didn't really need the win at that point anymore um, when he beat me. So he knocked, he knocked me off from being undefeated. So, I, But I had to get a little bit of revenge for that in the finals. So. Now, was that final match tough? That, it seems like with the Galarian wheezing. That would yeah, be that tricky, no? Really, really tough. I think, like, if you can get read the wind up early with your Lugia, you can see a bunch of cards to try to get to, like, your boss's orders play to get around their wheezing and get up your Archeop. So that's what I was trying to do. I think one of the games I started Radiant Charizard, which is actually really bad because that has a three retreat cost. So it's really hard to get into your Lugia V to read the wind. So your card draw is pretty limited in the early game. But I, I think I managed to 2 0 him, so I pulled that game out. But. They were definitely really close games. I think I had to get a little bit lucky at some points because that matchup can be sketchy with their ability locking for sure. Yeah, Weezing is a beast. I kind of miss it, sadly. I know it, it sucks to say it, but I kind of miss. I kind of miss Weezing. One the that Moffat was not happy about hitting a Weezing in when he hit Salazar. Yeah, I think, like I think he like ball. looked at the camera and like memed really hard or whatever, right? Yeah, I think that was from this <laughs> top cut. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, that was funny. I think all the screenshots that people took and like made memes on Twitter were, were super solid for that. I can't say I miss wheezing too much. I mean, I, I don't like I don't blame you because you think of the meta for sure. Yeah, <laughs> at the time, like you don't want to see it. So I, I liked wheezing. I miss I miss Vickable of all things. I miss Vickable. Item lock, ability lock. Good times, man. What I truly miss is Gengar Mimikyu. Okay, Gaster, let it die. Never. Are we going back to you beating dead horses again? <laughs> I mean, we talked about that earlier. For some reason, that's, you know, this is, yeah, it works. 
Mm-hmm. People like when we beat dead horses, so let's let's keep beating. We, them. No, we no you 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 beat dead horses. <laughs> but hey, there's there's rumors that you know expanded might be a, a something coming no. up. And, you know some. That, you have another rumors? No, it, that, got, it got it got shut down. No, that's not. So I don't know what happened with uh, that. It was just uh, just in France. It was Why some sort of tra- like it was some sort of translation error. Uh, no one can sanction uh, whatsoever anything other than standard cups and challenges. So there's just it's not happening. Why do you say it like that? I don't know what happened with that, but it got shut down. It's not happening. It's no, not. A it, thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not a thing. Don't let. Don't make it be a thing. Yes, I'm too upset about it getting shut down. I was worrying about like building an expanded Lugia deck, but I'd probably rather just play standard. Ugh, expanded Lugia seems like that'd be so gross. If, if expanded, if, if, expanded. if we were for, if we were forced to play expanded, people would be priced out very quickly. I think most of the cards aren't that expensive. I don't know. There might be some like computer search. There's some random commons and uncommons that are Cold already like eight, seeker? nine, ten dollars a piece, just chilling. Still, trainer's mail. I don't and, think most of them are that expensive anymore. But I bet if expanded came back, they might go up in price. The again. demand versus supply would definitely increase the right prices now, drastically. We would need the expanded trainer's toolkit, which we talked about a few times before. Mm-hmm. And that, which that would be kind of cool if that happened. Or they could rotate expand. I think if they bring it back, they should rotate out black and white and X and Y because those have like a lot of really broken trainers that kind of. Oh, not really X and Y. Have... X and Y gave me Maxi's hidden ball trick and and Archie's ace in the hole. Those are fun. They're, yeah, sure, they're fun, but you know, yeah, well, one of those is banned. I'm pretty sure. Right? Isn't Archie's? I mean, Maxi's banned. Right? Maxi's was banned at one point in time. It's it still is, I believe, because it was uh, everyone would get Archeops into play. No Within. evolutions for you. Yeah, and then you couldn't you evolve your Pokemon. Right now, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> d- different Archeops, completely different Archeops. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like every time they make an Archeops with an ability, it's always really good, and there's always some sort of way to cheat it and play. Like I feel like they're just memeing on us at this point in time with like card design. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you know, we could just go ahead and meme it on up. But, I mean, you could say the same thing about Vileplume, but then we have the Vileplume coming out in 151 mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with trainer item lock. So. That's good. Weird times. Good. No, I it's not. I, might have been one of my least favorite cards ever. Uh, oh, I enjoyed that card so much. Bro, when I played, because it was unfair with force. Look, it was for. It was fun. Did it not had turn. That doesn't screw. It, it wasn't fair. It was fun though, but it wasn't fair. <laughs> yeah. Think about if they had. Well, how, let's see. How do you fix force? If you say you can evolve, you know, as much as you want, but you can't attack that turn, would that have been made it more fair? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. You the item lock off, huh? so it doesn't matter. Going first, getting item lock into play. Yeah, you still got the item lock off. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even is, um, there was like a stream video where like someone like plays their entire deck, four up a whole vile plume, and then their opponent plays a boss on it. Like this is like in top eight of some regional, I think, and then they just scoop up their cards. They have no way to move it. They didn't get flipped <laughs> on before they got the uh, item lock up, so they have no way to retreat it, and they just. Can see. I thought that was pretty funny. You're gonna play Lysander on your vile plume, and it's your turn. All right, I'm gonna grab my card. You win. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, you had to get flowstone on it before the item lock went up. Right, I would kind of just kind of really. <laughs> yeah, then, then they'd have to play AZ and then break the lock or whatever. Yeah, and... He didn't play AZ. Was the thing. Oh That's yeah, it. okay. Damn. But, but look, look now, flowstone will be a tool instead of an item, so it's okay. It's okay now. I mean, technically, well, yeah, you can't find true. it with trainer's that's, mail. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a valid point. But that's that's so annoying, bro. Because like, I want a Pokestop for my four Seal Stones, and 
They got a business card instead. Not anymore. <laughs> Change, bro. Sorry, buddy. Those are gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, expanded dreams, though. Only dreams. I, I dream of a world where I can have um, the Ammonite with the item locks and then Gengar Mimikyu and just... That's the world I dream in. Reset stamp. Surprise box. Oh, man. Hard House GX. Oh, jeez. But you say no expanded, huh, Steven? That's sad. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's not happening. That was just like misinformation that like kind of went a little too nuts there for for a day. Not from that. <laughs> that's over. That's that's oh, that's just too bad. But um, so yeah, Andrew, the, back back to back to standard format now. You won those two uh, those two uh, regionals back to back. You said the second one wasn't as stressful. Second one, you, you did you feel like you had it in, in the bag for the most part? Well, I'm get, getting to top cut wasn't the most stressful because I kind of started off really hot. I had a bunch of wins at the beginning, so. Like, where I mean, even that, in top cut, did you feel like you know, like okay, I got this? I don't know. I was like, like in each in each game, I'm confident, right? I'm not like I'm not saying I'm gonna win the tournament, but I'm like, you know, I think I can make win top eight, and make it to top four. Then when I'm in top four, I'm like, I think <laughs> I can win this game, make it to finals. You know, like I don't usually like go into any tournament saying I'm gonna win this event. I'm like. I'm like, I'm, I think I can make it to day two to start off with. And then once I get six wins, you know, I think I can do a little bit better. I think I can make it a top eight. To be honest, that's the kind of rational, like, confidence I have as well. You know, like, okay, I could, I could play well if I hit, a, you know, draw pretty well, get a few matchups. I feel like I could play this deck pretty well and, you know, do okay. Oh, yeah, but I, I think I could win another game. So that's the kind of rational confidence I have, too. Some people go into lose, like, I'm going to win it all, you know, and that's you great. Know, you know, you have to have confidence. But... And also, like, if you start thinking ahead too much, like, it can get kind of stressful. You're like, I have to win, like, 11 rounds like out of 15 and i have to get some ties too like i, I can only afford to lose a couple of times in this like big tournament with lots of really good players but like you have to you have to go like a few rounds at a time you can't just say you're gonna win the tournament start off with i don't think yeah gotta take one step at a time oh gazer i hate to do it but i want to i'm gonna break the fourth wall for the twitch chat here uh, we got. I was responding to it. What do you got to say? We got we got Mike Pianca and Dre Alderet both just dogging on Gazer in the chat right now, and I love it. I love it so much. Well, I beat Mike at NAIC. We played a, a game on the side, and he just he couldn't oh, do anything oh, against on, my mouse on the side. So it doesn't count. There's no official record of it actually happening. <laughs> um, ask Mike about it. He'll tell you. And we went with uh. Uh, team challenge, I mean, uh, lead challenge rules, one game, and I just, after I beat him, I got up and walked away. <laughs> you know, so that's the one. And um, we're at... To redeem himself. He's, he's done. You beat him. It was, it was challenge rules. It was like a challenge, you know? Hey, good game. See you, you know, see you soon. And Dre, I mean, Dre's a good player and all, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Dre, yeah, Dre, Dre did clutch up for me at, at Fresno. He got me his Mew card, so... I, I did not have any cards from you when I went to Fresno, and then everyone was well, I didn't have to a... play Mew. I was like, I, mean, I need some Mew cards, and Dre just he just pulled out his binder, he, like like ten like Mew Vs, ten Genesex. He's like, what what is my deck? I just have all these extra ones. I'm just set, a Mew man. Seto Kaiba <laughs> out here, opening the briefcase full of blue eyes, white dragons. Nah, it's it's Dre with the Mews and the Vmaxes and the Genesex. You want double turbo? You want fusion strike energy? Come on, I got it all. Lisa Sparkle, yeah, Judge. No, nah, Dre's a, probably one of the best Mew players I've, I've seen, honestly. Uh, I hope he plays it for Worlds. Um, so, speaking of Worlds, I know for a while you, you know, Lugia was your go-to. Then rotation hit, rotation happened. 
What do you feel like changed the most from rotation? You know, I mean, because now this, the format we're in right now is what we have to play for Worlds. Before that, yeah. though, rotation hit, and what changed the most? Like, what what's the plan now? I see you've been playing a lot of lost spots, but, I mean, is that what you're going to go with? Yeah, well, so so after rotation, um, I played Lugia at EYC with the new new Lugia, and I did really bad. I think I, I started, like, 3 three one, so I was out of – and there was, like, a lot of people went no 5-12 points, so I was out of points after round seven. At USC. I, I finished five three one, but I was I was already out of points for two rounds before that, so it wasn't the best run. I did not like how New Lugia fell. Um, if I had well, more time to, that's one single strike, right? Single strike Lugia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you lost your ultra. I mean, you lost your incense. You lost quick ball. You lost Aurora Energy, and the, the deck just feel you lost um the ability to attack with Lumineon too, which is pretty bad. Um, so the deck oh, overall was a lot a lot worse to play. Um. I wish I had tested more before UIC. I might have switched off of it. And then I also think that, like, the fact that Lugia's worst helps Lost Box, because I felt like Lugia destroyed Lost Box, and Lugia was really popular before rotation. I don't think I ever lost to Lost Box with Lugia before rotation. So, But now Lugia's not as good. Less people play it, so Lost Box has a much better chance. Yeah, I don't tell that to Reagan. Reagan will say something different. Yeah, Reagan's the only player who, like, consistently does well with Lugia. There's like I think I'm pretty sure he's the only one who has like multiple top cuts with it since rotation. See, that's how I feel about Drake. I don't know. I don't know. Drake, Drake must have some secret to make the deck work. It's, some, something better than than I could figure out how to play with the deck. But. I I can't get I can't get behind those Lugia turns where you start Tyranitar, you attach and you pass. I just oh those turns seem so ah. Uh, it's like starting Arc. No, it's not even Arcus. It's like starting Duraludon, attaching pass in your Arcdura deck. Those turns seem so bad, man. But and now that's what Lugia is with no incense, like you said. With uh, Mezagoza, you flip tails. If you play a uh, Capture and Roma, you flip the wrong, you know, the wrong heads or tails. It's oh my gosh. What was the uh, yeah, Pokemon of the movie two thousand? The power of one or whatever. Like that's <laughs> that's that's them and the Lugia like the, the, <laughs> together. The power of one <laughs> flipping heads when when needed, flipping tails when needed. If. Maybe, perhaps, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, I see, I see you hopped off of it, and a lot changed with that Lugia deck. Um, I'm, I don't mind colorless Lugia now. You know, it's it starting to evolve a bit. I guess you know the meta's evolving with that deck. I don't mind colorless, but I mean, you get you just take a hard L to Arc Dura. Yeah. Um, single strike Lugia, and it's. I think when you hopped on it at EUIC, it wasn't refined yet, and it needed some you know few tweaks and changes. I feel like it's okay now. Um, speaking of Dre local around here. He's been playing that deck uh last couple weeks and he's been using a squawkabilly. You know, to yeah. get some early early discard and draw some cards early on. But um I don't know if that's the play for worlds, man. I I don't know. What do you what do you think's gonna happen to worlds? Because I don't we talked about this with uh Alex last week. Lost Box and Guardi take a while to play. And yeah. if you're day you're playing day one in worlds, time's not you know tie taking a tie is not your friend. Yeah I don't so think yeah, I don't think I'd be playing those decks today. One of worlds, probably. Um, if you do, you probably have to like maybe try to make some gentlemen's group with your opponents at some point and hope they hold them up because, like, yeah. at least on my, my how how I play, it's going to be pretty hard to finish three games. I don't. Maybe if you're playing super fast, but I can't play those decks that fast. I feel like I, I, I'm worried I'm going to mess something up. I'm thinking too much. So, so if you can play yeah. them. Too fast, Go ahead. Fun. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean you're you're locked for day two, right? So. Yeah. What, if, hypothetically, if if you were going to play in day one, what would you play? I mean, I, I don't know if I know yet. I would definitely like be trying out Chen Pao. I think um, <laughs> uh, I would. I've tried Arceus some. I'm not the biggest Arceus fan anymore. Um, 
been playing that a little bit, but I would definitely be considering that more for day one. Um, I don't know. Lugia is not the worst play for day one either, but I don't know if I could make myself play Lugia again. Um, I guess Lugia, I guess you're right. Lugia is not the worst play because I mean, when you hit, you hit. You have pretty good matches, you know, across the board. And when you hit, you're hit. But I just I see so many turns where they go, okay, Urshifu and Gift Energy and pass. So turns like that are brutal. But I mean, when you hit, you hit. Yeah, but um, I would think in most matchups, Lugia should finish three games, which is not. Yeah, that's true, and they should. Um, Some might be quicker, where you just you know go attach pass and you you get yeah. donked, or you might donk your you know donk, not but you might uh, steamroll your opponent after a couple turns. So yeah, you're right. You should finish three games. Um, you said Chin Pal. What are your thoughts on that deck? Because I don't have positive thoughts on it. I have not played any games with it, but like it it seems decent in theory, and it seems like it could oh, definitely oh, win some games oh, in like, only a few attacks. Which we oh, definitely. Oh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Let me talk to you for a second. Go ahead. Go ahead I have not played the deck, so I cannot comment on how consistent oh, or reliable it is. I can tell you how consistent, reliable it is. Stupid, you got something to say before I go on my rant? Go ahead. The Stu. the amount of Chien Pao I've seen uh, from cups and challenges on social media this week, it I, I feel like it's the most played thing. The challenge I ran, six people played uh, Chien Pao. There were five people the one we played in playing it. Uh, and I mean, there were four, 14, four, 14 and 16 challenges. Like, so how many tops? I, two, I think the one, one dude played in both and, and, uh, he ID'd with, uh, Jesse Parker in the finals yesterday. Ooh, Jesse Parker. Um, to lock, not, not the finals, but like the final round that matters. Like when the they're Swiss. both like the three Oh seed or whatever going in, uh, last round of Swiss that mattered there. So, uh, I think the one dude, yeah, you got second and second or second and first whatever i guess i didn't see the order right. of the other event so i mean it's right. it's there that's, that's it's so uh and i mean like we were talking crap about jake uh at the beginning from triple p he played Chimpao and got third at, at, at my challenge that i ran so i i think i think three out of the top four were Chimpao at the challenge i ran bro i think it's it's so combo heavy it's more combo heavy than freaking Lost Box, man. You need all your pieces, and you need them all at once. Um, yesterday, Manaya was playing some practice games at one of our shops. You know, it was just free play. And uh, she she was playing Guardi, and she ended up beating a single strike deck with Gengar. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's impressive. And then she played a, a guy. Guy was playing Chin Pal. First time, he bricked hard, couldn't do anything. She beat him that, that game. Second game, he popped off, hit everything he needed, and she bricked. And he hit literally everything he needed, and he had two backs caliber going, just everything was just rolling for him. So I like when the deck has all the pieces together, like a puzzle, you know, it fits perfectly. It's a beautiful picture, but when it doesn't, man, it's so hard to get all those pieces together all at once. Either you're missing energy or missing, you know, a second, uh, fridgy backs, or you're missing a rare candy at the wrong time. I feel like it's too complicated to, you know, pull off consistently. Um, the fact is topping at your, your challenges, Subin, I, I can't explain that one. I, it, I have no it, idea. It, it bubbled too. M, M played it, uh, and she bubbled three, one. So, and again, I want to complain about Tom because I don't know what's going on with it. But we had we oh, had seventeen. We had seventeen players Saturday, uh, and fourteen were masters. And for some reason, it was only four Swiss rounds. It should have been four? five. It should have been five rounds, and it didn't. It yeah, I, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, it made no sense. And then well, you the, you're, the one, the you're one TO. I, Yes. What triggers those? What what numbers triggers the number of rounds? Nine is uh, everything other under nine is three rounds. Nine is four rounds, and then at uh, I think it's twelve or thirteen, it pushes it to five. Okay. Or maybe I'm wrong and something has changed, but I swear it should have been. 
Uh, and then yesterday, the one we played in, it was 16 Masters. And there were seven seven juniors and seniors, but they were potted on their own. Uh, so they had three rounds, and yet the Masters only had only had, uh, had four rounds. And I mean, 16, I definitely think is safer to have have uh that's five so maybe maybe the cut is uh 17 and i just it's been so long that i don't remember correctly but it just feels so not right i don't know now how many rounds should it be if you have let's say upwards of 50 people six okay because the cup here not too far from here uh, in concord had a cup upwards of 50 people and they had to cut the rounds down because uh, safety hazards, safety reasons. Um, it was extremely hot here in California this past week, and we're going through a heat wave right now as we speak. It's 102 degrees right now as we're recording this at um, 7.30 at night, so that should tell you something. But um, this past weekend was really hot. Concord is near the Bay Area, which is cooler than most places, so it was still cooler than, like, Fresno, you know, where we are, but it was still hot. I guess the shops AC wasn't working very well. There's pictures of, uh, have you seen the picture, Subin, of the AC, you know, reporting 85 degrees, 86, 87. The highest I've seen this was like 87 degrees. Yeah. And I yeah. guess once it reaches that high, you know, that's a hazard. So either they could cancel the cup or they could uh, reduce the rounds. And I guess they had the option to reduce the rounds. So a 50-person cup, you know, only had uh, five rounds instead of six. Is that right? Or is it? Yeah. It so should, yeah, I only had five rounds instead of six. It should have been six. Yeah, it should have been yeah, six. Yeah, but it was five instead of six. And we had a few people bubble. And uh, our guy Dre was one of them bubbled at, at ninth. And there was a few people below, below him who bubbled, you know, with the same record. And one, it's like, right? yeah, and nothing was safe. You, you, people still bubbled out. And it was it was rough, man. It was it was hot. There was, they were supposed to cap it at 40, but they didn't cap it. They let everyone come in and play. Because, you know, people came said, you know, I came from out of town. I'm not from around here. I've been waiting outside for an hour for the store to open up. And they went beyond the 40-player cap. They didn't have the room for it, so there was actually people playing outside on the trunks of cars. And I've heard stories about that in the past, where, you know, uh, a store would shut down, you know, during a team challenge. You know, when this is when uh, there weren't a lot of, you know, local leagues, local shops. City Championships being 2016, of, Arby's, middle of nowhere, Ohio, playing in cars after Arby's <laughs> That's closed. what he said. I've heard stories. Playing heard in stories a barn about, you know, by a fire. <laughs> but. <laughs> I heard about playing, you know, in the parking lot. I heard about playing on cars. Mm-hmm. I heard about, you know, pe- people playing by bushes using their cell phones for for flashlights, all because you know these these leagues are being ran out of, uh, you know, Best Buys and Hobby Lobbies and stuff like that. Yeah, okay, and, you know, no, 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 not Best Buys. No, no, I'm Hobby serious. Hobby Lobbies. Okay, not well, not no. Yeah, Hobby Lobbies, not Best Buy. You know, Hobby Town and places like that. Hobby and, Town um, maybe, but not Hobby Lobby. Hobby, Hobby. Lobby. Hobby Lobby looks at Pokemon and they're like, no. <laughs> you wanna you wanna run what here? <laughs> no, no, no. But no, but yeah, a lot of these places have to shut down at a certain time, you know, or, you know, stores in the mall, uh, GameStop, stuff like that. So they have to shut down at a certain time. So they have to move their stuff to a McDonald's. So I heard stories about that. But to go ab- above the cap that you had, to not let pre-registration happen, so you end up going above the cap and then not have, you know, significant enough space, that's kind of it's kind of cringy, man. But I mean, I heard it was the store's first cup they ever ran, or this maybe not the store, but this professor's first cup. So, you know, it, it could be overwhelming. I see what some of the professors do around here just regarding league. And I'm like, wow, you're doing a lot. And then challenges. And it's great that that many people are interested in playing. There's, you know, there's there's a fan base and, you know, there's, a, there's people want to play. But, mm. man, it's got to be a way to do it better. It has to be. Yeah, you got to enforce those player caps, man. If your store can't handle the seating, you have to you have to cap it. You have to. 
there's just nothing you can do about it because uh, then it becomes, like you said, a safety issue, a health hazard, code violations. I mean, like overcrowding a building uh, with fi- fire code or whatever, too. Like mm-hmm. they can they can get fined. People can get escorted out. I mean, I saw pictures of people playing on cars, like you said. Uh, yeah. The entry fee was what thirty five dollars for this $35. thing. Thirty five dollars, and I assume to be, gonna be to that. be also they that. started what two hours two hours late, and that's that was a problem. So uh, yeah, it was supposed to start so weird time. It was supposed to start at three thirty, which is pretty late for a cup or a challenge. From what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm well not a challenge, but a cup. I'm sorry, I'm you know it's only my second season seeing this stuff, but every cup I've been to started around eleven eleven thirty. You know, mm-hmm. um, latest was maybe twelve, but three thirty was kind of late. I assumed it was going to be thirty five dollars for whatever reason. I just had a feeling, so I, I my my stepdaughter went. I stayed home. My stepdaughter rode out with some of our locals, and I gave her fifty dollars. I said, "Hey, I'm pretty sure it's going to be about thirty thirty five dollars. The rest is for your lunch." And lo and behold, it was thirty five dollars, which a lot of people, you know, took exception to. I'm like, "It is what it is." They got five packs uh, from entering, so I'm like, "Okay, you basically bought packs that's, for the most part." That's that's weird. Being forced to buy a product. I've heard of entry packs, but like that comes out of pricing, not being forced to be purchased. You know what I mean? Like I, maybe they maybe they try to f- say it was entry. Pro- I don't know, but they got five packs to go with it. So I mean, it was what it was. But um, yeah, playing on cars, and and then the t- the, the two hour late start time. So I guess there was issues. They had to repair for a second. Um, when a lot of people entered, I heard there was still a tournament going on for something else. Maybe it was chess or magic, or whatever it was. But um, yeah, instead of starting at three thirty, it didn't start till about five fifteen. From yeah. what I heard, so yeah. so that's that's rough. So I'm pretty sure we had a, we had one of our locals top cut. He made top eight, got knocked out of a uh, top eight. You know, lost in top eight. But um, he didn't get home till two in the morning. <laughs> so top eight started around eight thirty, eight o'clock. So or no, I think nine o'clock. So yeah, imagine if you uh, go to the finals. Imagine if you you know you're a finalist in that when you, you yeah, take first place you're not you're not leaving the store until that's eleven. Three more rounds, uh, it it probably seventy five minutes around. Mm-hmm. You're not leaving the store until eleven thirty. So oh, yeah. schedule we kept to start at three o'clock. I think that's probably a little bit. No. Late. I think like mm-hmm. one's probably the latest you should schedule it to. Start. Yeah, if and that's pushing it. I think one's pushing it. If you start at one, you have to like start right at one. You can mm-hmm. have you know extra delays added onto that. But um yeah, cups and leagues are I mean cups and challenges are in full effect, but. Man, if you're running your first one, you got to do better. Yeah. Uh, speaking of first first challenges coming up, um, there's one coming up at Darkside Games on Sunday, right after the 3K. They're having their first challenge, so I'll be there for that. That one I'll be playing in. So if you guys are gonna come down coming down uh, the 22nd this Saturday for the 3K, why not just stick around Sunday for the challenge while you're at it? See, that's a segue, Steuben. That's a segue. Okay, Paul Blart. <sighs> Segway's so good. Call me Paul Blart. Hey, I might make that a rhyme. I hope Don't you, test me. Yeah, I hope you do. Don't test me. I hope you do. <laughs> Bring back the rap career that never took off. So, but no, go ahead. Go ahead, Sue. No, uh, no, you got I it. I was just going to transition to the next little bit. That's what I was going to do. But go ahead, you got it. Well, the next little bit we got going on here is some stonks. And this is a little bit where we talk about either the financial values of cards going up or down or the playability. I typically, I typically, oh my God, typically this, see, this handle. Is, this is why I handle this. Look, go ahead. It's I typically, this is why I do the talking. Yeah, okay, stuff. then go ahead, Gazer. All right, go ahead. No, it's too late. You, know, you already started. You Welcome know, to the Gazer yourself. Show. <laughs> I thought it was the clown show. What happened? <clears throat> yeah, okay. Let me, let me cue up the clown music for you. 
You like that trap mix clown song or whatever a little too no, much? No, hey, that, that was that was Loki oh and Bingo. Okay, that, that yeah. So no, uh, financial value, Gazer will handle playability ish, and Andrew, you can weigh in on either ish. one, whatever you prefer, or both. Uh, I have one card this week, and it's Umbreon V Max, and no, okay, not not list. not the seven hundred dollar alternate art, just the regular the regular V Max, the regular Umbreon V Max. They're like one or two sales on TCG player from being a $20 card. <laughs> and I got mine. Combination of finally being a little bit more relevant in the meta versus also uh, Evolution, Evolving Skies. People love Umbreon. It's the most popular Evolution by far. But yeah, there's just like, there's a couple transactions. Uh, a couple listings at like 14 and plus shipping, 16, 17 plus shipping, and then it's an instantly $20 plus card. And this is just in the last two weeks that it's really moved up in value since there's a lot of the, the ARC love going on since uh, NAIC. I don't know. Like, not all the ARC decks even play Umbreon, and like, ARC's just one deck. I feel like that's still pretty expensive for. Yeah. Just. Being in some RC's decks. Like, it's more expensive than, than Lugia V-Star was at its peak after set release. I, I got mine early on. I started playing, what, a year and a half ago? And I first deck I played was Single Strike, and I got a couple Umbreon V-Maxes, and they were like nine bucks, eight bucks. And I was I, like, what? Nine dollars? So... At least it wasn't 20. Yeah. Uh, I went to uh, finally pick up that store credit from uh, that demo event I did last month, Gazer. And they had one mm -hmm. in the case for $7. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take that Umbreon home with me. I don't <laughs> I don't need it, but it's going to go in my trade binder now. So that's why I have one just chilling on my desk. I haven't had a second to put it away yet. But poof, yeah, it's just like three three sales away from being a $20 card unless more people list them. And wow. I, I mean, everyone loves Evolving Skies, not just players. The collectors go absolutely ape it's crap a fun for set. it. I think the yeah. market value... Well, I wish I had a sealed Evolving Skies boxes right now. Yeah. Uh, I think the, I the value of like... A, the market value of just a booster pack is like $8, $9, and people are willing to pay for it. If they can't walk into a store and get it for 4 or 5 bucks, they're they're willing to pay $8, $9 for a pack Have of Evolving Skies. Have you seen all the people buying... Uh buying the promo boxes from Target, you know, mm -hmm. where they, I guess there's an influx of uh, the rapid, glaring rapid dash box and the uh, new old stock. Yeah. New yeah. old stock. Yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's buying them up. Cause there's, you know, evolving skies and, and cosmic Prism, eclipse. And there's there. cosmic eclipse. Now that, yeah. that, yeah, I'll give them that. I bought, do you remember when that um, Arceus box came out? For yeah, Arceus yeah. 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 And uh, the art is beautiful. I yeah. bought like three of those for the cosmic eclipse and, you know, so I have some Arceus too. And that it's just a beautiful card that, that I don't think Arceus has a bad, he has like what five promo cards, doesn't he? I don't think he has a bad one. They're all they're all pretty good. Yeah, the trainer's but, um, toolkit now too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I bought that, and I you know I was like, oh, cosmic eclipse, you know. So I was like, I, I held on to those. So I still have like four or five cosmic eclipse, just you know, loose lying around. But uh, I could see buying an orbital box just for you know that stuff. I see that, and it's you know people are going overboard. I seen someone you know taking a post saying, look, I, I went out hunting, look what I found. They have like seven of them stacked up. Whole like, shopping, whole shopping cart full of orbital and rapid ash. Look what I found, guys. Yeah. Why do you have so many in your cart? What are you doing? But yeah, uh, that's that's what I've got uh, for this week. Gazer, what do you have? Um, Quick one that's... I, it's not a single card. It's a whole deck, a whole meta type. Um, 
Maridon. Okay, I why? Think we might, I think we might see an influx of Maridon um, heading into some challenges and heading into Worlds a little bit. Um, just the speed of it and the fact that Lost Box isn't played as much. You know, it won't be as played as much, I mean, heading into Worlds. that's You know, that's the rumor. It could be, and we could be getting sandbagged. You know, everybody might bring Lost Box and say, hey, if I win game one, you know, now you have to beat me. That might be everyone's game plan. Who knows? But um, from what I'm hearing, you know, not a lot of Lost Box could get played at, you know, day one of Japan. Yokohama. So I'm like, I think Maradon can make a run. And then for these challenges too, you know, since it's, you know, best in one, 30 minutes, Maradon finished the games real fast. You can play the long game with Lost Box or you just go Maradon and blast through stuff. Um, Maradon probably has the worst Lost Box matchup, I would probably would say. But it's Guardian I, matchup doesn't seem very good either. Does mm-hmm. it like, I feel like if Guardian sets up, they can just start blowing you up. Like they don't need to even be that fast. Like, Baby Guardi can just like take a couple of knockouts, bro. And it can. But I feel like you know you still they if they put down the Zashi, you got you got to target with Zashi and the aim at. Um, they'll probably leave a Mew active, so you just escape rope into something else. You had you know you take out either the Zashi or the Greninja uh, routes, maybe. So you know you can take out a, a significant Pokemon. But yeah, if that Baby Guardi ever gets going, you're you're in danger. But I just feel like Maradon can hit fast, hit hard, and it's as it you know Arc Arc Door Umbreon is a thing now. Maradon should steamroll through that, shouldn't it? Should. Yeah, like, I guess, like, in the world, it's probably better in the world's meta. Like, I think for League Cups, the best decks are still Lost Box and Guardi because they don't really care about time still. And they're just mm-hmm. the best decks. It's like, and they're also both pretty consistent. I don't know. Like, I think, but in world's meta, I think there will definitely be a lot more Arceus, a lot more Lugia. So, it's de- I'd yeah. say it's probably better in that. But I don't know if I'd be uh, banking my whole season on Maridon. I'm <laughs> well, not your whole season. But I think for, you know, quick cut, I mean, for quick uh, League league challenges, uh, best of one. Okay, here we go. Zap, boom, I got you. Maybe. But I think for Worlds, definitely, it's going to, we're going to, that deck might see some play. Yeah, I, mean, see you, some, uh, I, I can't deny that it can run hot. It can. It can totally run it's hot. It. You can, you, probably, you, well, you can get lucky and like, oh, cool, you are playing Lost Box. Oh, you start Manaphy or Comfy. All right, cool. I just have to hit one energy on a generator and find a switch card. And here comes Raikou for game. Well, I feel like Lost Box is mostly pretty consistent. There's those random games where you you do unfortunately <laughs> like it. open up with like if you go first you open up with like cram three chorus or cram or whatever and like no battle passes no nest balls no nothing and tell me about it it cram can pass. happen yeah <laughs> I think if you're if you know you're against Maridon you probably choose second because Maridon has a pretty good chance of attacking turn one and so you want to make sure you chorus <laughs> down mm-hmm. but I don't know <laughs> if you're if you're going in blind you choose first you know flower selecting pass. They could, they could maybe speak. Yeah. That's when they start rubbing their hands like, oh, yeah. <laughs> now I got you. But, yeah, I think uh, Maridon overall as a, as a deck might see some, uh, might see a spike in play for the next, you know, month or so. Oh, you mean yellow Chien Pao? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's better than Chien Pao. It doesn't need as many pieces. I just, I have to get lucky. I'm playing the lotto. I'm, I'm going to play some slots. Chien Pao oh, generator. is blue Maridon, and Maridon nope. is yellow Chien Pao. Nope. No. Chien Pao needs 18 pieces to work. Maradon, can I hit a generator? I did? Okay, good to go. Let's go, Raikou. All right. Uh, typically, we have a Q&A segment, but we have one meme question right now. So, Gazer, we'll move on. Yeah, I don't know. We'll move on to your favorite segment, Gazer Beam's Game Show. So, this is the game that's been sweeping the nation. Everyone loves it. Everyone's talking about it. Steuben hates it. Everyone else is on board, though. This game is called Where They From. What's going to happen, Andrew? I'm going to ask you a question about three Pokemon who are 
pretty forgettable. You know, you might mix up their regions or their generations, and uh, you have to tell me the correct region or generation they're from. So you can say, you know, Gen 4, Gen 5, Gen 7, whatever it is. Or you can say, you know, Hoenn, Johto, uh, Sinnoh, whatever, however you want to say it. It's going to be three. Uh, what we're doing here for the season, this season, Augusta Win, we're taking the best score. Okay. Uh, whoever has the best score will win a date with myself, Steuben, and the Real Sunny Games at the, uh, the, the month after Worlds. So September. First, it was a pack of sleeves. Then it was a Dairy Queen ice cream cone or something. Now it's a now it's a now date, it's with, a date. bro. I, with you, me, and Sunny. I can't. Go in, on. In September, I, I can't. September I can't go on dates, man. Come on, I got the ring I, on. Yeah, it's September, man. You never heard that song by uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire? September. Yes, I. Say, yes. Do you remember? Yes. I, uh, it. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> but all right, Andrew, are you ready for this game? Yes, sir. All right, uh, let me pick a good one for you. We'll start you off with a good one. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Gossifler. Oh. Quick, quick. Gotta be quick. Gen 8. Oh, that was kind of slow, but I'll give it to you. You're correct. Gossifler is Gen 8. <laughs> How'd you figure that one out? Um... I was I was pretty sure it's pretty new, but it's not. It wasn't Scarlet and Violet new, but I don't I don't know the last couple of gens very well. So I was like, well, I was like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was not. It didn't just come out. It had come out, and like there'd been cards for it more recently than that. So I was like, it's probably. I'm gonna say in the last three uh, generations, then, so you don't know those that well. You shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> All right, now you're just taking from those generations. We're gonna. Or am I? <laughs> yeah, I am. All right, here I we go. I have no idea what it is. It's probably Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I don't know that one. It must be Scarlet and Violet. Who is that guy? I never heard of him. <laughs> All right, Togedemaru. Um, Gen 6? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Togedemaru was Gen 7. <laughs> he was Gen 7. I freak, now, me personally, I forget about Togedemaru uh, myself. I always think about, you know, the, the electric road in other region, and I get to Gen 7, I'm like, who the heck was Gen 7? Because Gen 6 was the, the Dene, because I remember Clement okay. in the anime had one. And then Gen 8 is uh, Morpeko, because he pulls out, you know, his little berries and hands on the Marnie. Okay, whatever. But I'm like, who the heck was Gen 7? I'd never think of Toga Tomorrow. What about you, Subin? You remember I, Ring a Bell? Remember yeah. who it is? Yep. You do? Yep. Uh, you know what yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Sun and Moon, Alola. Okay, I couldn't remember. I, it was Gen Six or Gen Seven, but I, I didn't know which one. How do you remember that? That's crazy. Um, all right. It's just it's a, it's a weird one, but like I know all the electric mice. Weird. All right, Andrew, last one, Bronzor. Gen Four, Sina. You're right. Correct. How do you know that one so quickly? There you go. Um, I don't. I, I'm like I. I remember seeing cards from like Diamond and Pearl with Bronze on there. I'm pretty sure. And I played this in a game. I played Diamond and I played Platinum. So very good games. Very good. I games. think he. I think he was in those games. Yeah. I. I, yeah. I remember. Him, so. mm -hmm. I always get Bronze War mixed up with uh, what's the other still psychic? Uh, who am I thinking of? In Gen Five. Um, see, I can't even think who it is. But I always get him mixed up. Whoever else that is. There's there's two that's similar. But yeah, that was. Where are they from? About, yeah, what are you talking? What Pokemon are you talking about? 
who am I thinking of? Um, no, I, I'm taking that back. I always get Fortress uh, and uh, Ferrothorn mixed up. But they're not they're psychic. psychic. I know, but they're they're still and they're they're grass. I'm like, no, they're bu- the they're bu- they're and bug. They're bug. They're, 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 they're bug. And I'm like, who's who? Who's this guy? Pineco, Ferrocite. I was, you know, I, I get those confused sometimes. Dang, dude. Start a poll. Start a poll. At, on this podcast, and ask them if you know Ferrisseed and Pineco are similar. I yes think no. most people will probably know, but <laughs> I know I'm not alone in this. I know I'm not. But no, that was our game. Where are they from? Andrew, you finished two out of three. Um, unfortunately, the highest record for this season is three out of three, and that was because we had some breakers on here, and they bri- they bribed us with codes. So unless you have something you can bribe us with, um, I mean, I'm not winning the ice cream cone, bro. No, I'm sorry, Andrew. No, I was I'm looking sorry. forward to that. We'll get you when you're in Pittsburgh. We'll send you to Permanis so you can have a disappointing sandwich that has French fries and coleslaw on it. You already sound disappointed about it. Steve. It's so it's that, that the when, 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 when people say, "Oh, come to Pittsburgh, eat at Permanis," they're all excited. like they they like hype it up. All the Pittsburghers hype it up so much, and it's honestly like. The weakest bread, the weakest sandwich. They put coleslaw and french fries on it, and they're not even good french fries. They're like soggy, greasy pieces of crap. I didn't, don't go to Permani Brothers. Don't do it. Word right, of the wise. I'll take, I'll take your word for that. It's so bad. Unless you really like coleslaw and french fries, sure, but they don't belong on the sandwich. I can understand chips on a sandwich because, like, texture yeah, and crunch. That's a classic. Yeah, that's a classic. But no, fries and coleslaw? No, no. That's no? Okay. Nah. nah. All right. Originally, we weren't going to do Q&A, but the chat uh, decided to step it up. They demand Q&A, man. They and, demand uh, it. They want it. And Give it to them. There are there's a lot of meme questions in here. Uh, we can blame Scavenger1680 for a lot of these. So... But let's try and do a more serious one first. This one is for Andrew. This is from our boy Combi Assemble, a.k.a. Jared Watala, who got top eight at Milwaukee. This I know this shit's in the NAIC. Uh, okay, 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 Gazer. Okay. Shout out to Jared, one of my <laughs> one of my sponsor teammates All right. from Dark Side Games. Anyways, Andrew, how did you feel about uh, Rapid Strike winning NAIC? Um, it was definitely a bit surprising. Um but I guess like the way the meta turned out, it wasn't a terrible, terrible play because it's pretty good against RCS, which did a lot better than people expected. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cyrus hit any Mews. I no, from I what I saw on Pokestats Live, they didn't hit any Mew. Yeah. So the, the and I don't think they hit Lugia either, which is also a pretty bad matchup. But no Lugias. Wow. So yeah, I mean, but n- neither of those decks ended up being like doing that well in the tournament. So I guess it ended up being a decent call. But also, I would say like probably not going to be too much of a concern going into Worlds. Like, I'm probably not going to be choosing my deck based on Rapid Strike <laughs> part of the meta, but a definitely impressive win for Cyrus. Okay. The next question. <laughs> Scavenger, man. I gotta, I'm got i only going to pick one. Uh, Andrew, guess who's taller? Me or Gazer Beam? And you've met Gazer Beam. I've met Gazer Beam. I think it's it's got to be Gazer, right? I'm going, I'm going with Gazer. Uh, no, unfortunately. No? It's not. Sumo's got me by about three inches. Really? <laughs> Height-wise. Height-wise. Whoa. Height-wise. Whoa. Height. Whoa. 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 Where's the, where's the, where's the button that's, that's not the, 
where's the button? Uh, where's the where's the right button? Um, oh, height wise, uh, height, man, height. Uh, where's the right button for that one? Height. Uh, <laughs> bro, no, no. Height wise, height, man. Right. We're going to lose our sponsorship, aren't we? Yeah. I messed it up again, didn't I? Yeah, you you dropped you dropped the ball, man. I did it again. You dropped the ball. All right. Next question is from Annoying Dog. This one's for Andrew. Why are Lay's chips worse than Pringles? Bro, Lay's chips are too good, bro. You cannot be dragging them down. I don't know. I, re- I, re- I really like them, bro. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, can't really, like, I can't really take down on Pringles. I can't really hate on Pringles, but... I think I'd be in a mood. Depends on what you're in a mood for. They're both, they're both, you know, grade A chips. They're good chips. I mean, depends on which one you want. I, I was eating Lay's chips earlier today, but my sandwich. Lay's, sponsor this man. Send him some chips. All right, next. I see, I see a question, Go but you, t- you deleted it. That's fine. This came from Scavenger as well. Will there ever be a Gusts of Win tournament? We We wanted to at one point in time. We have the codes for it. Uh, we have a whole PDF document full of codes or whatever, and I have a few thousand codes thanks to a generous local person here. Um, so if we ever find the time between both of our like busy lives and the time zones and everything, we can like run it together and stream it or whatever. It'll happen, but not in the immediate future. Maybe we should work on that and make it happen sooner than later. I'm down for that. And, you know, end the summer with a bang. I usually, I was thinking about trying to end the summer with a Gazerman Tournament of Dreams, but I mean, if we could do a Gus to win one, that's even better. Yeah, no, no longer a Tournament of Dreams, more of a Tournament of Memes. The Gazerman Tournament of Memes, okay. Um, I have a question. I see, oh, did you delete it? You de- Why are you deleting all the good questions? That's the last one. You can ask this one. Go ahead. How do, so you determine what questions I ask? Yes. Okay. Um, this one comes from Will Be Hidden. What deck is your Dark Horse to win Worlds, and why is it Chan Pally X? I, I, mean, I guess I'd say Chan Pally is not, not, not the worst pick to to win Worlds. Let me go. I guess, it, like, if someone can actually figure out the list for Chan Pally, I think people got closer at NAIC than, than they had, but I think it's, the deck still definitely needs some more work. I don't think I'm going to be the one perfecting the deck, but I guess if someone, find, if someone can figure out how to make it work at, like, most games is not the worst pick. Also, I think um, there's definitely a chance Tina could do well. I think that deck is like kind of popular in Japan, and it also does well against Arceus decks. So if Arceus ends up being really popular, um, Tina could do well. Again, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of Tina myself, but I definitely think that there's a chance that one of those could end up doing well. Yeah, uh, the the what the last two late nights or whatever were also won by Japanese players playing Tina. So and they. I could see Tina either, you know, Arceus or uh, more so. I like Loss a lot more. Just that that V Star Star Requiem is too powerful. I could see Tina doing well. Um, it's not going to be Chien Pal. I don't know what Will was talking about. Andrew, you're a great player. You you know you're you're a young mind. You know you're up. You know you're going to be a great player in this game for years to come. But that's that's a bad take. And you're wrong about that. There's nothing good about Chien Pal. I, I, I don't understand. If someone comes up with a good list, it could no, do Andrew, well. There's there's no such there's no listen. There's no such thing as the two fairy. I'm gonna break it down for some of you guys. Hopefully there's no kids listening. If you got kids, cover their ears right now. There's no such thing as a two fairy. Santa Claus is not real. The Easter Bunny is fake, and there's no such thing as a good Chien Pal EX list. That's not. It's, there's no things. It's not true. I'm gonna sit here and talk about Chien Pal. I tried five lists when that deck came out. Five. 
and none of them worked. Not over. Might just be your gazer. Some of them did pretty good at NAIC. If you hit everything you need for a couple games, anyone can do good. Yeah. That, 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 at Worlds, you're definitely going to need to get a little bit of luck on your side. You're facing a I'd rather take luck, you know, with Electric Generator. I'd rather take some luck with, you know, uh, concealed cards, hoping for the two cards I need. I'd rather do something like that. I'm not going to, well, I hope I draw into a rare can. Nope, missed it. My opponents usually hit the candy back Excalibur. I don't know. <laughs> you haven't tried it yet. Go to your locals this week and try it. I want to see you try it. Then, let, then tell us what happens. I would have to find some way to get the Chen Pao cards, too. I do not own any cards for that deck. So Drake could hook you up with the Mew cards, but he can't give you Chen Pao? I don't know. If Dre wants to fly to Iowa to give me the cards, then. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just order them from DarkSideGames.com using code word GAL10. Save 10%. That's true. I have to go do that. <laughs> Well, that I was the Q&A section. I was going to be going to be played, unfortunately. See, look, you don't even believe in it. See? See, you don't even believe in it. I, I don't. But that was a... situations where I think if someone puts in enough time, maybe they can find the right list, but it doesn't. <clears throat> I just, I can't get behind that. I can't. I don't know. It didn't work for me, and I'm, I'm salty about it, maybe. Maybe I'm, Steuben, Andrew, maybe I'm just salty. Andrew, I don't know. I think he's just salty. You're I'm not. You're, you're, you're not willing. You're not. You're not. You're never willing to break outside of your own box, Gazer. Yeah, I, I definitely see Chen Pao also completely flopping at Worlds. I, I don't know. <laughs> it will depend on if they, if anyone can come with a, come with a really good list. Yeah, it. I feel like they're getting close, but yeah, there's just it's like it's either missing something or the. Just the perfect sixty hasn't been sauced out yet. I don't. I don't see Intellion. Well, a lot of times we've had situations at Worlds where people do end up kind of figuring out how to make the deck work. Yeah, we've seen it happen at uh, ICs before too. I mean, towards Guardiolus was you know revolutionary at that time. It was like the max consistency for Guardi at that time. So we've seen it happen. But um, I don't know. Chien, I don't know. I'm in my feelings about Chien Pal. I'm still salty about it. It's been over a month, and I'm still like, uh. But that was our Q&A section. Um, are we missing anything else, Steuben? Are we uh, just about done here? No, that's it. At this point in time, Andrew, you, the floor is yours. Any shout-outs, plugs, sponsors you want to shout-out, uh, whatever you feel like you want to get the word out there for, last will and testament, whatever you got for us, let it out. So Yeah, shout-out to my sponsor, Dead Drug Gaming for supporting me and to cut or tap or write articles for uh i just published an article about my naic run i believe it should be up now um yeah shout out to everyone who supported me this season too for sure and all the all the friends i've got to make at tournaments definitely had a pretty good experience this year i definitely did not expect to be at as many tournaments as i was and i'm excited to go to worlds and you know try to prove that how good i can do yeah gonna be stressful though we're going to be fun to be in Japan. Right on. Yeah, Japan's going to be an absolute banger for everybody going. They're really, like, rolling out all the punches for this one. Uh, the, the crews, the, the parades, the cafes, the, everything. But that's a whole other... Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> it's going to be probably more, like, people than anywhere else we've had before, right? Because Pokemon is so big in Japan. Mm -hmm. that, that makes a lot of sense. That would, yeah... Biggest, that just makes all the sense. Biggest media franchise in the world right now, anyways, too. So no, 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 no. Hello Kitty. 
Hello Kitty. Okay, second biggest. I'm sorry, I forgot about Hello Kitty. I forgot about Hello Kitty, but that's also a Japan mm-hmm. thing too. So that's true. So Japan just is in charge. Okay, so Japan's in charge of everything. Yeah, they have been. What are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe Japan to join the Shuffle Squad next. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'm joking, PJ. I love you, PJ. I'm joking. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, that'll... I call PJ Mick Fury, man. He he recruits everybody, man. He puts a team together. Anyways, though, that'll do it for us this week here at the Gust of Wind before Gazer drags it out even longer than it needs to be, like that dead horse he's been beating for the last six months straight. That horse just won't die, bro. Yeah, I know. Keep hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gazer. <laughs> but yeah, thank but no, you. We'll have all the links and everything in uh, everything below, right? Everyone can click on it, see everything, all the good stuff. Not like you put them there, but all right. Anyways, though. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it then. Fine. I'll oh, do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you all for checking us out. Don't forget to leave a review on your favorite audio platform of choice. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google. Drop us some stars. You can give us five if you'd like. You don't have to. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because we can't mm-hmm. tell you to do it, but we can ask you to do it. Uh, of course, check out Dark Side Games. Link will be down in the description. Use the code for 10% off singles on the website. And buy the merch and support everything else we got down there. There's tons of links, TCG player, affiliate, quality patch, you name it. We've got something for it. And, of course, we'll have all of Andrew's links, name it, we got it. everything into the description hey, as well. Hey, shout out to DDG, man. We've had three Dead Draw, ga- dead draw Gaming uh, members on here, man. Shout out to it's DDG. Good. Wait, who, who, who else was on here? Uh, forever ago, Gabe. Because it's, it's been over recently- a year. It has been. And then recently, within, what, like two months ago, we had Finn, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Right. So you're number three. We're assembling the Infinity I Gauntlet. I get some more on here. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yes. But, uh, we get a gauntlet together. There we go. That'll do it for us. Take it easy, everybody. See you next week. Bye.